Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Welcome, Extra Points listeners, and congratulations on making it through yet another week. Good news, the weekend awaits with its enchanting promises of endless sports and free time that ends up with you screaming silently at some jerk in the Costco parking lot instead. Or maybe I'm just projecting. Either way, we know how hard you work, and while we hope listening to all our shows makes that time go a little faster, we don't want that to feel like work in and of itself. So we've had our producers pick out their favorite bits and put them together in a half-hour supercut for you to sample. I know, I can't believe we have producers either. If you like something, check out the full episode the next week wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, thanks for supporting the network. And let me just say from the bottom of my heart as the co-founder that I sincerely hope your favorite team still loses to mine. Enjoy the shows. No better way to start off this Super Bowl 58 recap edition of the best of than with the kid from Kansas City himself, Mark Gunnels and Martin Weiss on Lemon Pepper Parlay debating if the Chiefs are now considered a dynasty or not. Sorry, Mark. I'm not going to change the definition and rules of a dynasty simply because the Chiefs have three in the last five, especially because it's one and then they took a break for two and then won two back to back. Maybe if they had won, you know, the odd years or won the even years, I should say, like 120, lost 21, 122, lost 23 and 124, then I would look at it a little differently. But like, if you didn't go back to the Super Bowl for two years in a row, I feel like that kind of resets your Super Bowl clock. Unless you're, I guess, Tom Brady, who went, what, 10 years without going to a Super Bowl? But I look at those as two separate moments. Like, those are two separate um, but two separate. They, they, didn't go two years, they didn't go two years without being in the Super Bowl. It was only one. Two years without winning the Super Bowl, I meant. Oh, without winning. Oh, okay. Because um, they so- lost to Brady. And then they lost to uh and then they lost to the the Bengals in the AFC championship game. Yeah, but I'm saying they've been to the la- four of the last five though. But um so I mean according to your definition, then you don't think the 70s Steelers were a dynasty then because they won three and five. They didn't win three and four. So that wasn't a dynasty. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh I think a lot of people would, would disagree with that. Um I don't know, man. I, I I mean, it's not like a set definition. Like, you can't look it up and get, like, a real set rule to what a dynasty is. But I think it's case by case. I think this is a dynasty because not only the fact that they won three and five, they went to four of the last five. But then not to mention, they went to six straight AFC championship games. Like, I think that matters as well. Like, the level of dominance and consistency. Like, the worst year you've had is losing in overtime in the AFC championship game. I think that matters as well. So I, I, I think this solidifies it because... So they have an AFC like, dynasty. No. Kind of like how LeBron had an Eastern Conference dynasty. No, 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 no. <laughs> not the same. Not the same at all. Mahomes is 3-1 in, in the Super Bowl. He's, LeBron started at, what, 0-2, I think? So but I not, bet you this. I bet you if, if you believe that Michael Jordan is the GOAT, then you also don't believe that this is a dynasty. If you believe that LeBron is the GOAT, then you're signing up for the Chiefs dynasty check. 
I mean, I don't like to be put in a box like that, but I do think LeBron is the GOAT. I'm just, I, was, hey, I, I didn't put you in a box. I just I just drew the box and you happened to step in it. No, because you're trying to paint a you're trying to you're trying to pin me in a corner. Uh but no. So so the fact the back to back doesn't mean anything to you because that's only happened how many times in the league? No, it's it, back to back is it, it, it means it went back years. to back. That's I'm not I'm, I'm not taking anything away, but it's I think you got to get three in a row or at least three in four years. Well, three in a row that's never happened in NFL history. So, so maybe the Chiefs could be the first thing to do that next year. We'll we'll see about go. that. So according to you, then they have to win one one more in the next what two years? Because that'll be mm-hmm. three and four. Because it would reset. Obviously, you're not counting the first Niners one at that point. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. If in fact D Ford had lined up on sides and you had beaten the Patriots or beaten the Rams, maybe Bill Vinovich does makes that call in, in this alternate universe and his Chiefs versus Saints in that Super Bowl. But uh, you know, if Bill Vin and you guys beat the Rams and the one that again, like you weren't supposed to get, quote unquote, then I'd be like, all right, y'all got it. Y'all would have been headed. <laughs> well, I think we got it now, man. I, I I didn't say it before this. Some people were even saying before this game that they were a dynasty. I thought that was crazy. But I, I just think the back-to-back to me holds a lot of weight considering it doesn't happen very often. It hasn't happened in 20 years. And they don't seem they don't seem satisfied either. You know, after last year, Mahomes was saying the same thing. Yeah, we're not done yet. You know, we're going to celebrate this until the parade. And after that, we're going to try to be the first team to three-peat. And I really, truly believe that that, that's really their main focus right now. And who are we to bet against them at this point? Sticking with the Super Bowl 58 theme here, Scott Pianowski joins Dave Damashek on minus three to discuss the San Francisco 49ers loss in the Super Bowl and why the team has seemingly been cursed for the past 30 years. Here's the thing. The Niners lose Super Bowl 58 in part because of, I think there are a lot of factors, but the Greenlaw injury is way up there. But here's the bad news for you, Niners fans and and 49ers players. If you think history will remember that, they won't. Objective history doesn't hold on to that stuff. Only you as a fan base are going to burn about that. Niners fans are forever going to curse the -the below-the-knee um, body parts of their punt returners now forever. I mean, that poor kid, I feel bad for him that the ball hit him in the heel. He must feel like a figurative heel now that the ball hit him in his literal heel and literally swung that game, I feel like, entirely, as it did Kyle Williams hitting the the ball bouncing into his shin against the Giants uh, a decade ago and giving Eli and company their second win over Brady in that Super Bowl, sometimes the football gods just pull the plug on you. And I feel like that's what happened with, with the Niners here. And by the way, when we're talking about the pain rankings and we spent a lot of time talking about, oh, the poor Lions fans and to a lesser degree, the Ravens fans. We also talked to our pal, the Dutch Mook, a couple few weeks ago, and he reminded us it's been 30 years since the Niners have won a Super Bowl. That's a long stretch. And since then, A lot of big-time, big-stage losses for them. Better on some level to never get a whiff of the big-time because it's like, eh, we just are lousy forever. Worse, I submit, to keep getting to those big spots and losing there in in heartbreaking fashion. I think you can make a case that the Niners, as our pal the Dutch Mook made, you know, uh, a few, uh, a a couple weeks ago, that over the last 30-some years, 
being a Niners fan is about as painful a deed as you can make in in pro football, eh? Yeah, what's what are the rankings on that? I mean, I'm sure Buffalo would be pounding the table, say it's it's gonna be us, the four in a row. Well, they've got to be the worse, yeah. Kick. Um, or is it worse to be a team like the Lions that are irrelevant for most of the time? Their two biggest stars walk away kind of out of nowhere at age 30. Um, in the way they lost that game to the Niners a few weeks ago, of course. But yeah, San Francisco, nobody wants to feel sorry for them because they had such a legacy. They had Montana, the handoff of Montana to Young. And, and and Bill Walsh and, and all the other great Jerry Rice, the, the best receiver. I, as much as I love Randy Moss, I didn't see Don Hudson, but Jerry Rice is the best receiver I've ever seen and maybe the best football player I've ever seen. So nobody's feeling sorry for you. Just like Dallas has, has got a long drought going too. But nobody feels sorry for them because if you grew up a certain age, you saw all the Landry teams, the Staubach teams, or if you grew up with the, the Aikman teams, Jimmy Johnson, they somehow won a title for Barry Switzer for crying out loud. So I think a lot there's a lot of schadenfreude going out when the Cowboys inevitably lose um, because they have. Yeah, it's fun, but I mean, I I think you can say too that this sort of um, it's almost like being an American who is who's my age or younger and puffing your chest out about like don't mess with the U.S. because you you know you 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 get into it like uh, what's the old line from princess bride about never getting into a ground war with i like don't get right. into a war with the us of a and, war in Asia, and we're so right? proud and look at how we rally it's like yeah we're talking about guys uh, from 70 years ago at this point and and 170 years ago and all of that it 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 takes on a weird vibe to it if you're like i'm a niners fan and look at our history it's like i didn't see any of it myself cuz i'm too young of course mm -hmm. in a way that hurts even worse you're basking in this in in the previous generation's glory and you haven't actually uh gotten to drink the sweet wine yourself yet it's worse to be a cowboys or niners fan on some level it's never too early to look at the Super Bowl 59 odds. So on Trendy, Toby Mergler asked Chiefs fan himself, Mark Gunnels, if he's ready to buy into the Chiefs winning the title next year. Uh, in the meantime, really happy for you. Are you going to the parade? Are you going back? I'm not going to make it, man, but uh, I'll, I'll be there next year. You'll be there next year. All right, plus 750. Is your ticket already in for 2025? Uh, not yet, but I'm probably going to do it as we speak. <laughs> I mean, Sal used to always say this on, on the network. It's just like, just bet it every year. Like you really think they're not going to win it once out of every six or seven years. Like it's going to return for you eventually. And I, I kind of feel the same way, particularly with this defense. Like, you know, you know, their cap situation a lot better than I do. Are they going to lose short of Kelsey, maybe going off to Australia with Taylor and never coming back? Are they have like key guy, like truly key guys on that defense that are at risk right now? I mean, the main two are Snead and Chris Jones. They're both free agents, but they'll most likely probably tag one of them. They'll tag them, yeah. And then um, they can. So they're, they're around 20-ish million in cap space, but they can free up an extra 30 if they uh, move Mahomes' money into, a, I believe, a signing bonus or convert it to a signing bonus or something like that. And they can free up another 30, so it'll be around 50-ish so they could retain Chris Jones as well, but he may have to take a little bit of a hometown discount just so they can make sure, you know, they can make other moves as well. Because I'm sure they want to add another receiver, a veteran guy, or probably draft somebody else as well. So it's a lot on the line, but, hey, you have a chance to be the first team in NFL history to three-peat. So that could make guys want to just, hey, let's try to do this one more time and make history. 
because it's never happened in football ever in this existence of this sport that we love. Hey, all right, here's another hot take. Mahomes is a selfish jerk because if he really cared about his team, he'd be getting Chris Jones some of that State Farm money and then he'd take the discount on the cap. And so, like, can't we just circumnavigate this whole thing by dragging his other buddies? already dragged Kelsey into him. Drag his other guys in, get them a check, and keep the team together. Come on, Patrick, don't be selfish. Well, he said in his press conference that he will try to do his best to um, save some money for the rest of the team. So we'll see. Chris Jones from State Farm. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but I'm sure they can find a part from him in one of those commercials because the only guys in commercials of the NFL are like Kelsey and Mahomes. And who else? Is there another like major spokesman for in commercials right now in the NFL? It's all Kansas City guys. It used to be Aaron Rodgers, but they kind of went off of him a little bit. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah, Brett just said Justin Jefferson. He's been making some commercials, but a lot of Justin Jefferson commercials seem to be for the league itself. Like he's got a couple other ones, but um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm obviously envious. You're, uh, as they said in the finale of The Office, I wish I knew when I was in the good times when I was actually in them. Like you're in the good times right now. So I hope you truly appreciate this. Like being able to chase that third ring, knowing that you have a chance um, into February for the next decade, as long as 15 continues to lace them up. Like this is never going to get better for you as a sports fan. Let's take a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full, the word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline MA.org. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 Gambler or West Virginia, 1 800 Gambler.net, New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The 
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We've been McIntyre's national anthem at the Super Bowl caused quite the controversy because no one knew if it went over or under. Well, myself and Jen Piacenti on WaiverWire tell you why the correct call actually was the under. And I want to say for anybody that listened to Waiver Word, you knew that the rules were of the prop. It is from first word sung to last word sung. Based on this research, we gave you the advice to take the under on the national anthem. That is what cashed at BetMGM and DraftKings, the two books that were offering it. Now, you can't actually bet on the national anthem in America and sports books. Mm -hmm. You can play it at parties. You're going to have to take this up with your commission at your party. But the rules at the sports book generally depend on, you have to read the rules at your sports book. We said it would go under because the time, we didn't think she had the breath control Mm -hmm. to hold out brave. We were like, she doesn't have the breath control to hold out the final brave. Didn't have it. Even if she adds the extra notes, and I even did a recording with extra notes added, it came to 89 seconds, which guess what? 89 seconds is what she was. Mm-hmm. We knew she could hold the brave. So when people, when she sang the extra brave, it legit was a controversy because I understand if you didn't read the rules that you were pretty sure that went over because it was the last note sung. Yeah. But the lyrics of the national anthem are, oh, say, can you see it from the home of the brave? That's it. Mm-hmm. They're not brave, brave. And that brave was there because she couldn't hold the note, <laughs> which was kind of the point. And also I all want to say, I was really disappointed in her performance. I was I, so locked into the time. I like didn't mm-hmm. listen, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and, the, and you're right. Like we, we, we went back, we looked back at her previous performances. I believe we said last uh, episode, there was three national anthems she's done all would have been under. And, you know, again, you're the expert here. This is your field, but as somebody, you know, the national anthem has specific lyrics. Now, I understand she repeated the word that appears in the song twice, but like how I've been arguing this uh, with some people who don't understand it, it's like if you replace the second brave with literally any other word, it's no longer the national anthem. Right. You are now freestyling. So That's if right. you add a second word, why would that count? And I right. go by what the other sports books say, like what you just explained. It's the beginning of the first word to the beginning of the last word. And by those standards, it is clearly 
under. So I don't know why there was controversy. Actually, you should be happy that the books did pay out both sides. It was really cool that they paid out both sides. They definitely took a loss on that one. And they took a loss on the whole game because Mm -hmm. everybody took the Chiefs. They must have taken a bath. But this happened with Gladys Knight a few years ago, which is why they got so specific, right? Because Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have these extra vocalizations that count towards the national anthem. And that's what that was. That was her. She didn't have the breath control. She sang the word breathe again to make it seem like she did because she's nearly 70, which was the whole point of why we took the under. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, it was a smash win. I am absolutely logging it as a win for us because it was originally calculated as a win for us. Um, And I even, they paid out both sides. I think that's awesome. And for those of you at home that took the over, she did add more stuff. There was more stuff. But the anthem technically itself went under the performance. Went under. But that's Absolutely. not what you're about. Which, which, we, which we talked about on the podcast. We said it's about first word to last word. Yep. We we pointed that out, and there was plenty of specifics as to why. I mean, we, we could not have given more evidence. We were even laughing about it, saying there were, it was so overwhelmingly in favor of the under. It felt almost we, like something right. like this was bound to happen. Like, I, I'm not even shocked that this happened because we were laughing about it, that like we knew that it made no sense to even have the over, uh, especially with the setting it so high at 90 and a half seconds. And, of course, now we have the controversy of all controversies. I couldn't even, like, focus on the game when it first kicked off because I was like, wait a second. Like, I'm so sure of this. <laughs> being under this is our thing like jen has nailed it this is now should be four straight years um you the chiefs are maybe a dynasty you also are now easily a dynasty um you you have tied montana and bradshaw with with the four straight you have four rings here but uh, yeah i mean thank you reba for making it very interesting early on but like we called it uh i mean again go back listen to the video we said everything step by step and uh again good you know good on the books for saying to to pay out both sides it it is both sides Two, I mean, people just could not be more confused with the rules of the anthem, the rules of overtime. It was a very confusing Sunday. During a brand new minus three, Kevin Hench tells myself and Dave Damashek why surprisingly the referees did not get themselves involved in Super Bowl 58, but another force did. Bad luck. So real quick, good goat. And I think, you know, it has to be said because we were so afraid pregame. Bill Vinovich and his crew. They didn't ruin the Super Bowl, right? I mean, I, I, I heard some weird, like, there, there's a couple of murmurs about the McDuffie call, and it's like, we well, grabbed him on his cut. Like, that's the definition of gaining an advantage against the guy who's whipped you. So that that was the big call, and it was right. Um, and then a couple no calls were right, I think. And so good job that we're not talking about the officiating. That's fantastic because we know one of these years, it's all we're going to be talking about. And then my bad goat, and, you know, we we hit it a lot. That was and, noble of you, Hank, you know, to do that. You could have spent more time celebrating it. But after after a season of, well, I mean, a, a lifetime yeah. of belly aching about the refs jammed oh, into well, well 20 earned, weeks. But. Well earned, well earned. Uh but um, and then and then the bad goat is Lady Luck. I just I hate her so much. She stinks. She's just get she should get out of sports because the Niners who. OK, I will say this. And this is the thing about Lady Luck fickle. You know, now Niners didn't have anything to do with Josh Reynolds dropping those passes that, you know, they, the, the Niners uh, against both Jordan Love and Jared Goff got a lot of lady luck in order to be in the Super Bowl. And and those lucky chickens all came home to roost 
in in one game where a, a bunch of really spectacularly unlucky things had to happen, including a football falling from the skies and and landing in the only place where it could doom your team, which is on the back of the leg of a that guy. Was te- that was just straight up abject bad luck. I'm with you completely. I do also think that there's room to say that just like your Patriots did a decade ago, is that at some point, the mystique of the team creates unforced errors. You start doing things that you otherwise wouldn't. And let's stop down for a quick break here. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Shifting away from the Super Bowl, getting into some puck, Dave Damashek on Extra Points asked Sarah Tiana and special guest Eddie Gosling, is this an NHL player or a prescription drug? Eddie and Sarah Tiana, hockey newbies, here we go. One of the great parts of the NHL over every other organized league is the names. It's very confusing because it is truly a global sport. And sometimes the names hit your ear weird and you can't tell if we're talking about an NHL player or a prescription drug. That's right. It's time for NHL player or prescription drug. Here we go. Okay. Bing, bing, bong. We got music. Okay. I'm ready. Does Go- Eddie Gosling. Eddie Gosling gets to play too. Yes. Okay. Capolita. Capolita. Cap- is that a prescription drug or is it a burly winger for the Dallas Stars? Oh, I was going to guess the team. Burly get- winger Victor Capolita. I'm going to say Dallas Stars. Okay. Eddie. Yeah, you gave a first name, so I'm going to say Stars also. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You know what? I think the way we play this Eddie Spaghetti going forward is I can't tell you whether you're right or wrong until we're done because then it it, it impacts how you ah. regard your future answers because you're like, well, the last one was that, so this time it'll be the other. Okay. okay. I'm just going to give you two here. Akira Schmid. Akira Schmid. Eddie, you go first. Is Akira Schmid a prescription drug for restless leg syndrome, <laughs> or is it a goalie for the New Jersey Devils? Akira Schmidt. I'm going goalie. Okay. Sarah? I have restless legs, so I know that's not a medication, so it has to be a goalie. 
<laughs> we, we found her. We found her, America. The Man. person who is watching those commercials who has restless leg syndrome. <laughs> had it since I was 29. It was very young to get it. So what? what is that, Sarah? Like the legs, just they start... Uh, it's actually a neurological disorder and it's uh -huh. your brain misfiring. So it feels like the muscles in your legs are twisting and tightening and then they'll just snap and release. So you'll just jump and it wakes <laughs> you up all night. And so you're super cranky. So uh, you have to take this neurological leg syndrome. Yeah, I know you it's a terrible name for a really bad disease. That's like a cousin of Parkinson's. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a, like a joke. <laughs> it sounds made up. Right. Yeah. It sounds I've always up. called it the jiggity legs. When I get in bed and then I can't fall asleep after enough time, I, I declare I've got the jiggity legs. Like I got to get up. Like I, I got too much going. Yeah. And I've always That's assumed probably that. What you, have. you can also drink tonic <laughs> water. Tonic water is like a, a, a household remedy for it. I use the other household remedy, also a drink. I, I drink booze. That, that also helps. helps me a lot. That really helps. That, That'll that really... Something with the tonic water. That's right. Yes, exactly. Yes. Your legs only really go crazy on, on the booze when you're being chased by the cops from a bar. That's the only time they really get active. <laughs> yeah, sometimes restless leg isn't a syndrome. It's actually it's a benefit um, to yeah. your life. Uh, That's why I ran long. from the cops. It was my legs. I, yeah. I didn't mean to. <laughs> argue that in a court of law. Well, Your Honor, I mean, I don't know what I can do. I'm I'm a victim of uh, mm -hmm. of, of poor health. I mean, um, after you tell okay. them that, you don't have to say anything. HIPAA rights, like I can't. You don't. Have, <laughs> you can't ask me that. It's illegal for you to ask me that, and you should know that. Yeah. Uh, to to uh, to let you know, Akira Schmid is in fact a backup goalie for the New Jersey Devils. Capolita. I don't remember. I should have checked that. I don't remember what uh, prescription it cures, but he is not a burly winger, Victor Capolite. But anyway, Victor, I you put the Victor on it. Good job. You threw me. And to round out this best of on trendy, Toby Mergler asked Mark Gunnels about his Lakers and why he can't seem to quit them, even betting on their NBA finals odds. So, Mark, that's where we were preseason, a little bit of mixed results. But let's go ahead and do our updated futures right now. Right. So I asked you to take a look. And I have a feeling uh, a homer pick is coming our way, but maybe we can then take off the purple and gold glasses and walk through the rest of the league. So go ahead, get it out of your system. What do you like on the Lakers right now? I just can't help myself, Toby. I just can't, man. I'm sorry. And when I see these odds, like this is just more of a value play for me, right? Like, do I really believe it's going to happen? Not necessarily, but this team just went to the conference finals last year and they lost to the eventual NBA champion. So right now the Lakers to win the NBA championship is at 2,800, 2,800. And when you still have LeBron and AD, I'm sorry, I saw them in the end season tournament and I know people may laugh at it. Right. But you saw them actually play with a sense of urgency. So I'm thinking my line of thinking is here, playoff basketball, obviously they're going to be super locked in. You know, why not take a stab at it? Why not? Yeah. Those odds, I, I think it's a great value play. I think it's wild that they've got a relatively healthy Le – I know LeBron's sitting out tonight, but they got a relatively yeah. healthy LeBron and AD season, and they're plus 2,800. Like, when you're giving them out as a top four seed in the West, you were assuming health, which they actually have had, and they still have slid this much, you know, 50-plus games into the year. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually is a very interesting dynamic there, uh, but – you know, I like the Dinwiddie pickup. I think it was a pretty solid move. Another guy off the bench that can use some scoring punch there. And, I mean, if you look at the West, you know, I know we like Minnesota, OKC, these young teams, stuff like that. But 
do you really trust them in a series against the Lakers? You know, I, I think they're good regular season teams. The only team really I'm truly scared of is Denver. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe the Clippers as well a little bit. But outside of those two teams, I'm not I'm not picking OKC or Minnesota to beat LeBron and AD in a seven-game series. I'm sorry. I am. I am. And I think that's the flaw in your logic here. And I think it is a little bit of homerism. Like, in order to look at the Lakers and take them at plus 2,800, you have to look past the Timberwolves at plus 2,000 and OKC at plus 2,200, which are both demonstrably better than the Lakers this year. And so, like, I know there's a LeBron mystique. You know, you don't want to go like uh, like you would count out Brady when he was 44 and 45. He listed the Lombardi. I'm definitely not counting LeBron out at 39, but I'm also not assuming LeBron can still do it at the same level at the age of 39 even if he is arguably the goat so like i think okc particularly at plus 2200 is a great number um minnesota plus 2000 i think that anthony edward this is like an amazing year i think edwards is probably still a year away from being that dude who could carry that team to a championship but both of those numbers i like above the lakers 